Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Sunday Messages. It is a prayer, tarot, and advice column episode today. Oh man, I think we're on like the 57th episode of this. So first things first, let's go ahead and dive into prayers. Then I will do the advice column and then we will wrap up with some tarot at the very end. I also want to let you know that if you would like to donate to the podcast, you're more than welcome to. There is a link in the description box or the show notes, depending on where you're listening to this. And you are also more than welcome to submit prayer requests or submissions for the advice column if you would like, if you need me to help you out with something. And if you haven't already, I highly recommend that you sign up for my newsletter. Also, the link will be in the same spot, show notes or description box. To stay up to date, you get a reading every Sunday from yours truly, and it is just a way to stay in touch, get all of the updates with what's going on, and you get a reading. So, without further ado, let me go ahead and dive into these prayers. I think we only have one today. So this is for Wanda, and it looks like you are needing a speedy recovery, and you're dealing with a lot of childhood trauma right now and being able to heal. So I am in full agreement for an enjoyable, relaxing, easeful healing process. I'm in full agreement for you to allow the full well-being into your emotional and physical bodies so that you're able to collapse the time that it takes to heal and allow yourself to fully, fully allow your wellness into your body. That is the main thing that wants to happen here. So I'm in full agreement for you to remember your own power, your ability to restore anything that might be achy, lost, or feeling extra sticky in this moment. And I'm in full agreement for you to enjoy this process. So if you're in need of downtime or some extra peace and quiet, I'm in full agreement for you to get everything that you need out of this experience start to finish. Full, full, full agreement. Okay, so let's move on to the advice column. This first submission is anonymous, and I'm sure it applies to a lot of other people as well, so it'll resonate with many of you. So let me read this, and then I will go into my answer. I have a question regarding manifesting while in a committed relationship. I'm working on manifesting a lot of big changes and expansion in my life, a full-time self-employment, a new home, more freedom to travel. My partner, whom I live with, is incredibly supportive of my dreams and my spiritual beliefs and is the person I want to share my life with. He listens to my spiritual ideas and is generally open-minded about them. When I manifest, I include him in my visualizations. However, he is very logical and practical, doesn't necessarily believe in manifesting or is unwilling to try. He has a deeply ingrained lack mindset. He believes that only hard work equals success and spending on oneself is frivolous. We often butt heads when it comes to money mindset, although we are always able to work through it and agree to disagree. I believe in my manifesting abilities and know that our values and dreams for the future aligns. So do I need him to be fully on board energetically to call in an expansive shared future? The short answer to this is no. You don't need him to be on board because no matter what, even if you were, let's say he was totally into manifesting as well 
and he wanted to manifest completely different things from you, but you want you had a shared vision of the future. Well, the universe is going to accommodate both of you. So it's not something where it matters if he believes in manifestation. That's completely irrelevant to all of this. Whatever it is that you each believe, wherever your energy is backed, that is what's going to unfold for both of you independently. So you can be in like each other's orbit, but when it comes to the manifestation itself, you're going to get what you're energetically aligned with. So it's not the case that you are manifesting through him or that your expansion is constrained or liberated by the relationship. That's also irrelevant. Now, the caveat to that is if you believe, if you think that he has to be on board with everything in order for you to be accommodated, well, now you're in trouble because you're constantly going to be in this friction state of trying to wrestle with beliefs and getting him to conform to what you think. I'm not suggesting that that's what you're doing right now. I know you're not. But what I'm saying is that if you entangle his beliefs in whether or not you can make something happen, it's not going to feel good for you. One other thing that I will mention here is if you are having these conversations about what you're creating and what you're manifesting and and blah, 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 all, all that spiritual stuff, And when you come into the discussion about it, it pulls you out of alignment. I would say stop talking to him about it. In short, like I would not advise that if you have someone who is kind of the polar opposite end in terms of practicality or, you know, someone who's in a lot of scarcity consciousness... I wouldn't necessarily recommend that you have lots of conversations with them about it, depending on how well you can hold your own energy. I know that that might be kind of controversial because people are obsessed with like, you should involve your partner with everything. Well, I mean, not necessarily. Not if they're continually pulling you out of your own alignment or making you doubt yourself or feel like you should shrink your desires. If anything like that is happening, you've got to close your mouth just in the interim because if you are not fully, fully, fully confident, and I I know you are, but I'm saying in the connection to the point where you cannot be swayed no matter what someone says to you, which that can definitely take some time, particularly if you're close to people and telling them about it, then just back off for a while. And the thing is, it's going to be more impactful if you just manifest and let him watch you than if you're constantly talking to him about it. I wouldn't talk to him about it at all. I would just do it. And then it's probably going to generate some curiosity about what's going on and why things are going so well and why everything is working out. But do not fall into the trap of thinking that he needs to be on board or that he also needs to be into manifesting. That's simply not true. So I would suggest, you know, let him do his thing, let him have his beliefs. But if you're finding yourself to have a lot of these conversations, I would invite you to maybe drop the subject for some time. Like, to the point where as long as it's not 
avoidant, like you're avoiding things that are, you know, need to be taken care of financially. Of course, if it's sabotaging your life, don't do that. But I'm talking about big purchases or exciting future plans or anything like that. I would say talk less, fewer words, fewer discussions about this topic. Not forever, but the important thing is your energy has to be squeaky clean. Do not expect him to jump on board with you right away when basically it's all talk, it's all energetics. Because that's not the point in which people will take you seriously, in my experience. And that includes partners. You know, you can have a loving, supportive partner who's also skeptical because they're filtering through a lens of their own scarcity. That doesn't mean anything about the relationship. I, I just want to be clear about that. It's, it doesn't mean, oh, well, you need to find someone who knows how to manifest. It's not like that, I promise you. But the other piece of this is I would also stop telling the story about how deeply in lack he is. So that's your work, is to stop seeing him as someone who's just deeply in scarcity and doesn't hold the same beliefs as you, because that's also working against you. The only thing that you really want to do is focus on your own energy, your own alignment, your own creation, including the energy that is in between you two when it comes to all discussions of money. One other thing that might be worth evaluating is financial boundaries with your partner. I know this is another really controversial topic for people, but just keep in mind when it comes to shared finances with a partner, there are no rules. It is completely up to you. It's up to each individual person what type of financial experience they want to have in a partnership. So it might be worthwhile to just look at what the dynamic is there, what's really going on, and if you can make any supportive modifications to the dynamic that you have or the energy and beliefs that you have about your relationship and the the financial the financial connections or overlap or situation. So the main advice that I have for you is simply to for the time being talk about money less. Like it are the conversations that you're having about money and abundance or scarcity consciousness is it really necessary for you to be having this many conversations about it right this right this moment? And maybe pull back a little bit on that so you can get your energy clear. Because what I'm reading is that every time you discuss it, it's probably waking up a bunch of stuff and then it confirms this isn't working, he's holding me back, or this is going to interfere with my creations, right? So you want to lay off of stuff like that if it's really sticky until you get your energy where you want it to be and then see where you go from there. Okay, this next one is for Wanda, and it says, I would appreciate advice on how to attract the confidence of owning your natural talents. In other words, how can one vocalize their skills when one naturally does better at showing them through action? That's not exactly what it says, but that's what I'm getting from it. Rather than explaining through words, I'm an introvert and also allow my anxiety to creep in the moment I'm asked to explain my accomplishments or talents. Well, the first thing that immediately comes to mind is 
who is asking you these things or is this in the context of a job interview or is this something where it's just any old person asking you because that's going to make a really big difference. In terms of the job situation, like if you were asked in a job interview or something like that, there's a couple different things you can do. So one, you can ask people who know you well. So you can ask friends, you can ask family, people who spend a lot of time with you, coworkers, you know, or ex-coworkers. You can ask around for helpful reflections so that they can help you develop language for your skills. That's one way to do it. And the other thing that I would suggest is, okay, let's say you were observing yourself uh, acting out a skill. And if you were to tell the story of, okay, this person is doing this and that, of course it's you. But you're telling the story like it's not you. Like this person is really good at blah, blah, blah. Kind of like you're outside of yourself telling a story about yourself or explaining what's going on. Try to massage it a little bit that way because if you come from a space of I'm observing someone else do it, could you explain it if someone else were doing it? If you were looking outside of yourself at yourself, could you explain it from that angle, from that lens? Or you can also recall different compliments you've received in the past. That might also give you some clues, some hints. And I want to be clear, I do relate to this because if you're familiar with human design, I'm a two, four in human design. And one of the things about having a two line is that you literally cannot fully articulate what you're good at. It's kind of like I I, I have a lot of skills, like I'm naturally good at a lot of things. That's just a part of the deal with my design, but I might not be able to explain the full breadth of my skill set. That's something that comes along with it, but it doesn't mean that I can't create some sound bites for a job interview. So in the other context, if this is truly you're being asked by a random person, can you explain your accomplishments and talents? Oh, fuck off. Fuck off. Like, that is probably the first thing that would fly out of my mouth if someone actually came up to me and asked me that. So I'm hoping that your question is not in the context of a stranger coming up and asking you. Because honestly, if it's a stranger, if it's a random person, the only thing that I have to say is that you don't actually have to give an answer. Who cares what they think about your accomplishments or talents is completely irrelevant you know, wait five minutes for them to exit the room. But truly, in both cases, if you're struggling with anxiety, then I would pre-plan it. I would put together some sound bites, some catch-all, like, this is my canned answer for this question. If you're truly getting asked this a lot. So you can have an answer for a job interview. You can map it out ahead of time. That way there's no room for very much anxiety to take over if it's completely mapped out, if it's already established, if you have like your elevator pitch, if you will, then it cuts out needing to piece it all together in the moment. So that is the solution. And then you can have you can have one for the job interview and then you can have another answer for 
more social contexts. So my professional opinion for you is come up with a canned answer ahead of time and then just have that canned answer in your back pocket if you ever run into that situation. My personal answer, my subjective answer, is that if someone were to truly come up to me in a social setting and ask me that absurd question, I would not be able to take it seriously. 1000% I would make a joke or I'd make some type of backhanded comment or I would take control of the situation and tell them, why don't you give me a better question and then I'll answer. I'd probably do something like that, something really, something unforgettable. Something that would put a really potent taste in someone's mouth. But that's just my style. So I just wanted to give you my my authentic truth. Because never in my life has someone asked me, what are your talents? Tell me about your accomplishments. That That hasn't even happened at a networking event where it really does matter. So stay lighthearted. Have fun with it. It's not that serious. And I'm sure you will come up with some great canned answers to answer that question. All right, let's dive into some tarot. What you need to know about this week. What's the weather? What's the climate? Whoop. Okay, first thing coming up, seven of coins. Your energy is probably going to be scattered, not in a bad way. I'm talking about there's, you have your hands in many different things this week. So just roll with that. Don't try to be overly controlling about the results that you're going to end up getting. Focus more on frequency and enjoy all of the different plants that you have growing right now. Okay, let's see what else we have going on this week. I'm just going to do three cards. Okay, we have Ace of Swords, communication, ideas, inspiration. So this might just be a lot of a lot of thought, a lot of different opportunities coming through, even if you're not necessarily acting on any of them. I, it's probably going to be a split off. There are two different ways that this could be showing up for you. So some of you are probably going to have a very busy, active week where there's a lot going on, there's a lot to do, there's a lot to process, there's just, it's, it has a very energetic, busy vibe to it. For others of you, this is going to be more about, there's a lot of mental inspiration or ideas that are coming through. Again, you don't necessarily want to jump on every single thing that you have float through your mind, but you can trust the ones that are consistent and consistently feel good. Not every idea needs to be pursued, so just remember that. And then I'm also getting... For some of you, it might be a great time to write or reach out to someone or you might be receiving a lot of communication from other people. There's like this popular energy about this. So let's see what else we have. Come Ah, okay. Yeah, six of cups. And we all know this is the soulmate card. This is someone is returning. All of that stereotypical lovey-dovey stuff. But Another thing that comes through with this is 
old friends, old connections. This is like a return of something. This isn't like a lot of new people. This is people that you've already met, people that you already have standing relationships with, or people that you already have connections with. So it's a lot of communicative, playful, lighthearted, childlike energy. This really does look like a fun week for a lot of you. It looks busy, it looks fun, it looks lighthearted, it looks childlike, it looks inspirational. It's kind of like you're having a good time, you're hanging out with people, there's a lot of different stuff going on. Or if you're feeling true inspiration to hit up that old friend or reach out to that person, if you get that intuitive nudge this week, go for it. Go for it. You don't need to sit in your head for 12 weeks about it. You can just go for it. Of course, I just have to throw this out there. If this is like a hot date hitting you up, can you please let me know? Keep me posted if it is like some wonderful romantic situation. I love love stories. So you should absolutely let me know if anything fun like that happens this week. Okay, I'm also going to pull a card from the Sovereign Oracle. And keep in mind, there there's one word and three different statements. And so you might just find one statement resonates with you, but just tune in to whichever one really applies to you or feels resonant in this moment. So we have compost. Break it down into its elements. Let whatever isn't working become the soil for your next endeavor. Send it to the earth. Let it return to you with new vitality. If you listened to the plans episode where I talked about, you know, I let go of this thing and then a whole bunch of stuff ended up coming through after that was like way more fun, way better, way juicier. That's exactly what this card is referring to. It's like, don't worry about if something doesn't look like it's working or it or isn't working out or any of that noise. Don't worry about that. Just focus on what you're cultivating now. Just cultivate more, more, more. Just keep keep going, keep seeing it through because it could turn into something really wonderful. But you have to see it through the whole story. You can't just make premature calls or say, well, fine, I'm just torching the entire thing. Everything that you've built up to, everything that you've created is going to continue growing in some direction, even if it's being recycled in some capacity. So don't fret, don't worry, don't stress about it. It's something that you really do get to capitalize on no matter what. So know that things are growing regardless. Things are expanding, they're compounding, they're getting better and better, they're getting more and more beautiful. You're not gonna go wrong. Everything as it is in divine order, okay? So that is what I have for you this week. Thanks for hanging out with me. And of course, if you'd like to submit a prayer request or a submission for the advice column, you're more than welcome to do so. If you want to sign up for my newsletter, I highly recommend it. And that's a wrap. I will talk to you next time. Have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye.